Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the house of mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. Heard on FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. We're back. Now joining us, uh, Paul Francis. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Um, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, uh, I came, across, um, came across you, I think, on Facebook, and I usually don't do all the setups for the show. So, um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, you know, and then uh, if it's something I'm really interested in, then I'll, I'll um, kind of listen and, and, and watch and kind of, um, you know, go forward and, and ask a person yeah. if they'd be interested. And sure. so... Um, uh, now let's let's uh, talk about you. Uh, where where did you start out? Like uh, now you're doing uh, uh, a, a radio show yourself. Like uh, I see it on speaker. Um, yeah. So uh, where did it all come from? When did it start for you uh, being a medium? Well, actually, um, I can take you right back to the age of five years old, um, where. Now, uh, let me sort of preempt what I'm about to say by saying I am an, uh, an old Irish Catholic boy. And not only was I an Irish Catholic boy, but my uncle was the bishop. So um, in Ireland, having a bishop in your family is the same as having royalty. Um, so it's very, very, you know, you're, you're sort of, you have to be kind of reverent all of the time. So there's a lot of pressure on, on that concept. But, uh, you know, it was all good pressure. It was never bad. So... Um, what I did, I didn't know I was doing. So I would just talk about people who were in the room, 
um, who as I saw them, they were as far as I could see, they, they were sitting there. I was acknowledging them. I was connecting with them. Nobody else was, but I didn't realize nobody else was. I was just talking to them like someone else in the room. So um, this this happened from the age of five onwards, and I would get premonitions. I would get what I refer to as heads up, um, be aware of, that kind of thing. Every now and again, um, and in one night around about the age of um, oh, crikey, eight, nine, ten, something like that, I had this really serious premonition where I was lying in my bedroom and I, then I just saw these flames start going up the wall right across the, the top of the, the window frame. Um, of course, I thought, that's not good. So I screamed. I screamed out. My, um, my grandfather came hurtling into the room. What's going on? What's going on? And I said to him, the flames. And he was looking around the room looking for these flames. And and as soon as I shouted, the flames, they, they, they disappeared. They just went. However, three days later, um, you know, obviously the, the family had been talking about this. But three days later, where my uncle lived in the city of Armagh, where we lived, the exact same thing happened. But this time it was real. The flames went up the side of the wall of his, his apartment. And right across the roof space, exactly as I had seen them, and they were lucky enough to be uh, they were they were just aware and got out of the building mm. um, and that 's when it really started for me. Um, it kind of left me as I grew into my teens um, although whilst I grew into my teens, I was drawn to martial arts in a big big way i, d- I couldn 't didn 't know why I was really big Bruce Lee fan and stuff like that, but I realized I was more interested in the spiritual side of the martial arts rather than the actual fighting i wasn 't really interested in competing or fighting or combat, but more about the Zen, the inner strength, the chi, that kind of thing, the mind and the discipline and um, at the time i I had no idea what a medium was. I had no concept of uh, spiritual development. I had no idea other than being a Catholic boy and getting on and working and living and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, that was that led, led me into the 80s. I was really interested in the martial arts. I kept on um, studying long, 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 long hours, seven days a week. And, again, more interested in the Zen discipline rather than the fighting aspect of it. Um, and then I up sticks and moved to the UK where I live in Cornwall now which is the bottom of the UK and um, I was introduced to mediumship and um, at that time I had uh, a music career which had been going really really well and I just knew that that wasn't where I was supposed to be um, so I was married and I, my wife and I at the time we were not getting on too well and uh, we decided to part. And literally, crikey, two weeks after, three weeks maybe after we uh, divorced, I was sitting in my home and her mother appeared in the living room right in front of me. Um, needless to say, that was a shock. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. now the funny thing about that is, Al, is uh, she didn't like me while she was alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, yeah, okay, this is not going to be good. So she said to me, tell Sue, who was my wife at the time, tell Sue I'm watching over her. And I went, no. And she said, tell Sue I'm watching over her. I went, it's not happening. I said, the the woman took a quarter of a million pound house off of me. You know, she's left me broke. No chance. Can't stand the cow. You know? <laughs> 
So um, the thing is, this went on for three, four, maybe five days, and eventually I just started hearing... Oh, by the way, sorry. Two days before I started hearing this music in my head, I started seeing this gentleman standing behind her, upright, kind of a, a stocky gentleman with his arms crossed, and he was looking at me like really not very happy. And I started hearing my head... I know a song that'll get on your nerves, get on your nerves, get on your nerves. I know. I was going constantly, and I thought, okay, okay, I guess I got to do this. So imagine you've got to do this now, Al. You've got to pick up the telephone to your ex-wife and tell her that her mother, who's now crossed over, is in your living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's listening to my voice tonight, or our voices tonight. Put yourself in that position. Yeah. So I, I had to pick up. I, I picked the phone up and I said to her, hi. And she went, and she was really abrupt, really kind of still had anger in her voice. And, uh, and I said, right, okay, you know, okay, look, I know we're not getting on too well at the moment, but I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to give you some information and then I'm going to leave you alone. So I said to her, your mom's here with me right now. And she shouted at me. She goes, I don't think that's very funny to you. And I said, well, do I sound like I'm laughing to you? And, uh, and her mom said to me, tell her I'm, I've done something with the picture, with the photo. I said, so she's telling me to tell you I've done something with the picture, the photo. And uh, she says, what do you mean? What do you mean? And this, this went on for four or five minutes. And I said, look, she's just telling me to tell you she's done something with the picture, with the photo. So I heard my wife walk across her home. And next thing I heard her give her like, almost like a scream, sort of like a silent scream. And I went, what's up? And she goes, and on the side of my, my, wife, my ex-wife's house, she has a big sideboard with loads of pictures on it of family members. And the only picture that had been turned back to front was the picture of her mom. Hmm. So, and so she, I said, look, you know, there's another gentleman here. I'd never met this gentleman, never seen pictures of him. So I described the man to her. I, he's standing looking at me like this here. And he's giving me this really kind of evil eye kind of thing and she giggled a little bit I said alright you think that one's funny she goes yeah she goes that's my dad and I'd never met her father her father has, had passed long before I'd ever met her and I'd never even seen pictures of him and she then she went into tears and I said well look I'm going to leave you alone now and I put the phone down to her about three days later she rang me up and she said do you fancy a cup of coffee and I said yeah I do actually as it happens so I met her in a local cafe. We sat down and she said, how did that happen? I said, I have no idea. So I told her the whole story again. She had some more tears. And from that moment to this day, we've been really close friends. Hmm. So well, it worked out in favor. So, so n none of this was really... Uh, so when you were married, yeah. um, were these things happening to you? Like, were you still getting... I was getting sensations and feelings and heads up and stuff. And, you know, the, the odd thing, like, you know, someone would say, how do you know that? And I said, no idea. I just, it just came into my head, you know. I still, at this point, I had no clue what a medium was. No idea what a medium was. Um, two weeks after that encounter with my wife, um, I was introduced to mediums. Okay, and I started being introduced to all of this concept. And I was like, okay, did a bit of research on it. Um, a week after I started the research, I was selected to go on Living TV, which is a big TV show here in the UK, mm. um, to work with the top mediums of the UK. So clearly this was set out. So um, so as I started into that, um, I got into to working on TV. I got into working with my teacher here in the Southwest. She's really, really tough. She's like, you know, very tough teacher. 
and I was drawn to her and um, she schooled me, she mentored me and then eventually she said to me, right, you need to be going and you need to be going big and, and I still didn't think, what, I didn't know what big was because I was so, too interested in the music business at that point. Mm. Um, my career took me on to big TV shows music-wise um, where I performed with Bono and U2 you, you but um, I just knew that wasn't where I was supposed to be. So I eventually turned my back on the music career, started writing books. I um, got more and more and more into working as a professional medium. And now for the last, ooh, crikey, 20 years now, I've been you know, working steadily and more and more um, around the world. Um, my books are going international. My radio show is international. Uh, a bit like yourself, and um, we're now looking at TV at the end of this year. Mm. Well, I have to, I have to ask now. So, so you sure. came up as a, you know, a, a Catholic in Ireland. So, how how yeah. did that affect your family and also the church and people? Because I, I, you know, I I don't know your age actually, but I'm yeah. I'm sort of guessing you're around my age. And, okay, <laughs> I don't know what your age is. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm actually 53 now, but you look. We much... are we are only 24 months apart. Oh, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you look much younger. Okay, so thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so there. So take it that way. Um, and I just like because in my I, I know when I was young and and dealing with these things um, over here, it seemed to be uh, everything was devilish like that was um, yes it was not thought of as like it is now it was very negative things on tv were like dark shadows and yes and, and people had a very you know witchy satanist thought if you were talking to the dead so you being so close to the church and having yes. a bishop how did that how's how's that for the family um then and even now well the thing is and that, that's a great do you know what al in my 15, 20 years working as a professional medium, no one's ever asked me that question, ever. Oh. So, well done you. <laughs> now, here's the, the way it works. I, and I'm, I'm genuinely honest. I, I, you know what? The, thing, the funny thing is I can't lie. I've just, I've not, I've, you know, I just will not lie, and I won't put myself in a position where I can be tripped up. So um, the funny thing was I kept it quiet. I didn't tell anybody. Um, I started training, and I started working uh, for three, four years, five years, and didn't tell anybody about what I was doing. No one, not, not, no members of my family, except my immediate family, i.e. my wife, my kids, knew I was going off to do some sort of like meditation training and things of that nature. And I remember one day I had to sit down and, and I, I rang my mom up. My mom was my, was my best, was my best friend. Oh, still is. She's crossed over now. But I, I remember picking the phone up to her and I wanted to tell her, what I was doing because I wanted her approval, I wanted her understanding, I wanted her direction, design, whatever you know we want to put into it. So I picked the phone up to her and I said, "Hey, mom, how are you?" And she was like, "Hey, son," and you know. And I said, "Look, mom, do you do you know what a medium is?" She goes, "Oh yeah," and that first shocked me because I'd never heard of this. And she, and she went, "I want you do." And she went, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah." She goes, "There's a couple around here." I said, "There are mediums in Ireland." She went, "Yeah." She goes, why do you ask? And I said, um, I'm training to be a medium. And her next words shocked me. And I still, I still feel the shock to this day. Her next words were, oh, it's about time. Hmm. And I went, 
what do you mean it's about time? And then she started telling me about all the things I used to do when I was a kid. And I didn't, because I didn't, like I said at the beginning, I didn't know I was, these people weren't there. Um, and I was talking to people in our in the living room of our house in Ireland where they had been gone 20 years before I was even born. Um, but as far as I was concerned, that, that man was sitting in that chair. You know, I've seen him clear as I would see anybody else. And he was talking to me and he was smiling to me. And he had a lovely warmth about him. And his, his name was Hugh. And he, um, he had a long, dark beard and very little hair on top. But... Um, you know, as she said, it's about time, yeah. And then I, at that point, then I was able to let go of the shackles and tell them that I've been training for quite some time. And then I told the story about what happened with my wife and stuff. And she goes, right. She goes, now get on with it and make it happen, and make a, you know, make it, make the world understand that it's okay. That the world will be fine. And I did. I, I threw my whole heart and soul into the job. And um, I see my job Al, as not spooky, not. Um, you know, ooh, and anything like that. I see my job as educational, nothing else. Um, I want to alleviate people's suffering. I want to alleviate. I want to take away the pain of loss. I want to take away the heartache of, of losing a loved one and let people know that our friends and family who cross on ahead of us, they're not gone. They're, they're not, they don't understand the concept of death because if they're talking to me, how could they be dead? Hmm. So... Um, in all of my work, Al, I've never had a person ever say to me, I died. They said, they always say, I go, I went home, I go home. So the way I've got it after all my years of work is we're the ones at school. We're the ones that are away. We're the ones training. And eventually one day when the time is right, we will go home as well. And we will meet up with all our friends and family when the time is right. And, um, they are very much a part of our lives. So I see my job as showing everybody here that they're not gone. They're still a part of our lives. And it's the bonds of love that linked us here whilst they were with us, still link us whilst they cross to the other side. Yeah. And, and you know, and the mother always knows, doesn't she? Of course, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so, you you know, you mentioned, okay, so now she's passed and crossed. Um, you still have a connection with her then? Because quite a few mediums don't. They're, or they're, they're unable to connect or they don't seem to connect with people that are very close to them. You, you know, um, that's another wonderful story, if you don't mind me sharing with you. No, no, no. Um, now, being a professional medium, when my mom crossed over, when she, when she passed away, I was really angry with all of spirit, all my spirit friends and guides and people of that nature. And I was really angry. I mean, proper, proper angry. Uh, and I said, don't ever call me again. Don't ever use me. Don't even contact me again. You didn't give me the tools to help my mom. Why, why should I help anybody else? I'm not doing this. Don't ever contact me again. I will never work again. I will never help anybody again. Um, and that was the anger of losing my mom. And I understand that now. You know, She was my, my rock. And I'm looking at a picture of her right now as I'm talking to you. And um, the thing is, then she came... To contact me she contacted me via a dream state which we refer to as visitations and I couldn't handle it I ended up sitting on the bottom of my bed crying and sobbing like a little girl and um, so the next time about a month or so later she did it again and she, she did, it, did it a different way this time she um, I, I, in the dream state I was back at one of my aunt's houses in Ireland 
and we were all just having a family meeting as you do, you know, just catching and checking up with each other. And the phone went off in the house and my aunt looked over to me and smiled and she goes, it's for you. And I went, for me? How does anybody know I'm here? So I went and picked the phone up and it was my mom and she was going, hi, it's me. Again, couldn't deal with it, even though I'm a professional medium. I ended up sitting at the end of the bed, sobbing again, couldn't deal with it. Third time, she came through to me really, really tough. She came through. Um, we were back at the hospital where she passed away, and she was in so her her cancer was so bad that she couldn't leave the the hospital. She was there for for three weeks before she crossed. Anyway, so during the times when they were changing her, getting her prepped, and giving her her meds and things, we would always go down into the cafe and have some food whilst they were you know working with her. And so in the dream state, I'm in the cafe. And I'm looking over, and she comes walking over to me, and but her right arm is missing. And I said, hey, what happened to your arm? And she said, well, it was either keep the arm and die or lose the arm and come home. So I decided to lose the arm. And I said to her, oh, wow, okay, um, so you can come home. And she went, yeah. And I said, shall I get the car? And she said, yeah. So I went to get the car in the dream, and that's, of course, when I came out of the dream. And it was the first time that she had contacted me that I could actually deal with it. Um, about four days later, I met up with my brother. Now, my brother is beyond the word agnostic. He, he, you know, he does, does not believe in anything at all. And I told him the dream. And he went, yes, I, yeah, I, I, I'd understand that. And I went, what are you talking about? What do you mean you understand? And, of course being so close I didn't really grasp the message and he pointed it out to me my mother's favorite saying was I'd give my right arm for that mm. and I thought Do you know what I was so close to that dream so close to that message I didn't see it and my mom was saying I'd give my right arm to be with you but I can't I'm here but I'm safe and uh, it was from that moment forward that I was able to deal with it now the rest of my family members in Ireland have all followed me now and when I went back I did a one-off um, weekend tour in Ireland a few years ago I was really scared I kid you not I was really really scared about that and I remember walking on stage shaking and I could not believe how well received it was it was, it was like you know a rock star returning and um, from that moment forward my family keep coming to me going oh, I didn't realize you were a medium wow that's cool and and they're, they're very, you know, the whole concept of mediums and psychics now, the the veil of um, darkness is kind of being pulled away. You know, the, the church's hold, the normal Christian church's hold on all of this stuff is starting to be let down. And priests are, and, you know, people of the church and the cloth are being, be, beginning to see, hang on, these guys are not enemies. They're actually helping. They're actually creating that space in people's hearts and minds where they can return to spiritual guidance and i tell everybody everywhere and it doesn't matter what denomination you belong to as long as you're enjoying it and it and it brings you comfort and happiness that's important you know that 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 comfort and that happiness and that space of mind and soul will help you move your way through this life so do it right right i mean we all have a path to god somewhere yeah Sure. Um, so how does that how does that work then? Like for your religion, has it has it um, changed anything on how it has you, it yeah. has it's, it's changed me my mind dramatically about uh, a religion. I, I do mean dramatically, Allah. Um, the whole well, you know, I don't I, I don't like to offend anybody. No. 
um, and you know everybody will have their their ideas and their thoughts. Bearing in mind that I'm coming from a very strict um, Irish Catholic background, um, I now know that um, that religion is not the right concept. Oneness togetherness as one soul is. Religion divides where spiritual connects. So I don't ever say to anybody, you should not be, you know, whatever denomination they are. I say to them, you should be, as long as it brings you peace, comfort, and happiness. Um, me personally, I believe in God. I believe in the angels. I believe in uh, heaven. Um, I just don't believe in denominations really anymore. Um, there's uh, the, we all we all go to the same place. We all work onto the same leader, if you want to call it, uh, you know, God. Um, you want to call it Jesus. You Mary. Th those guys all were real. They all existed. And but I never. I mean, you know, obviously being a, a nephew of a bishop. Jesus never once said, I am the son of God. He said, I am a son of God. Um, so that feeling, that concept of dealing with all of these people and having to sit down in front of clergy on many, many occasions and them telling me I shouldn't be doing what I do. And I'm saying, well, why do you think I shouldn't be doing what I do? Um, they went, because God forbade it. And I said, it says in the Bible, God, uh, it said in the Bible, Spirit shall speak through man. It says that in the Bible. I think it's Ecclesiastes. It says, Spirit shall speak through man. And I said, don't you think maybe Spirit might be speaking through me? What do you think? And I said, I can tell you here and now, I'm putting more people through your doors than you are. Um, I'm bringing comfort to more people's hearts and minds and getting them through the darkest times of their lives so that they can open up their minds and hearts and souls and be one again with everybody else. Now, do you think everybody has this ability to connect? Yes. Every single human being on this planet is psychic, bar none. Every single one. We are all born with a psychic ability, every single one. Moms, mothers, they, they become even more increased. Um, a mother can tell when her children are okay or not. They don't even have to be in the same state or even the same country. They know. They just, they've just got that, that feeling, that connection. That is a psychic connection. Um, you walk into a room, Al, you know that whether or not you're going to get on with that person. You just feel it. That's a psychic connection. You know? You're sitting in your car. You're driving along in your car. Um, you get this feeling of slow down or stop. And you do it, and all of a sudden a car pulls out in front of you, or a kitty runs out in front of you, or a horse, or whatever. But there's something telling you, be aware of this. And in, what I do is I teach people to become just more attuned to those feelings, those thoughts, and those connections. Um, I tell everybody everywhere, whether I be on TV, whether I be on radio, whether I be on stage, one-to-ones, group sessions, whatever... I tell everybody, you don't need mediums. You can do it yourself. Just just be patient, open up, and be aware of the connection. Be connected to that love that you had before. Open up the love. Don't open up the sorrow. We, we as human beings open the sorrow because that's what we see. We remember our loved ones as we saw them last, lying in a casket. That's not how they want to be seen. They want to be seen as the person who used to bounce them on the knee or used to be the joy, the full of joyous, the, 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 the one who led, you know, that, that's how they are, who they are now. They want to be remembered that way, not a person or lying in a casket, you know, lifeless. Um, 
So what I try and teach everybody is to say, they're, they're still around you. They're still part of your lives. They still see what's going on. And they're still helping you. But here's the big thing, Al. They're not here to live our lives for us. That's our job. Okay? People keep coming to me saying, I just need guidance. I need guidance. And I'm saying, you're getting guidance. You're not listening. That's, mm. the, that's the key here, there. Mm. And so, so with death, how, how do you see it um, after we cross pass on mm -hmm. is there a reincarnation is there something that we go to afterwards or yes okay absolutely what, totally what do you see that as um well everybody has their own opinions of heaven mm -hmm. and um <laughs> this is the one i love people always say i go up to heaven right um but actually you don't go up to heaven you go to heaven you go to uh, nirvana you go to wherever it is you like to call it but it, it's only depicted as up because we we want to rise rise to the to the level so it's depicted as up that way there is a space there is a place where we go to we are drawn to um there are are, are there, there are thousands and i do mean thousands of um documented NDEs, near-death experiences, where people have all come back and all stated what they've seen, and, and there's too many similarities to prove otherwise. Um, in uh, There's a major hospital in London where the surgeons were kept getting told, oh, I was watching what you were doing on me whilst you were, I was lying on the table. So the surgeons thought, okay, I tell you what, let's test this theory. And they started putting letters and numbers on top of the operating lights, so the, the, the theater lights that are shining down on theater, they started putting uh, symbols and numbers and things of like up on top of those. So people were able to come back and tell them exactly what was up there. So they were going, right, this is, this is just like too spooky. Um, there are thousands of documented cases uh, and, you know, literally documented cases of people who come back and remember their previous lives and take, um, there, there's camera crews and uh, documentary shows where they've been taken back to where they were. They were able to name everybody connected to that area and even find previous relations, told the relations things about themselves that they knew from when they were here first and proved um, without shadow of doubt uh, that, that they had been here before. One of my previous managers, she was in um, her home. Her son came up to her and said, you're not really my mom. You're only looking after me this time. And then he spoke fluent Mandarin Chinese to her. Mm. So the, the kid was um, 12. There's no way he could have learned that, that language. And he pointed out on the globe where he was originally from. That I've seen that one happen. So there's there's just too many um, concepts of of being here before. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Mm. Uh, but so so now you're onward and you're doing. Um, so what started first for you? Was it did did you first start um, reading? Like because you're doing touring and yeah. writing books. So what is it that you do uh, when you go on tour, when you're on a stage with your... When I'm on a stage, um, <laughs> one of the things that I, I'm known for is being a bit of a, a joker. Um, you see, when I go on stage, I literally bring a show to the stage. I literally do that. I bring on the fun. I bring on the laughter. I bring the jokes. 
And the reason I do that is because I've never found a miserable spirit. I've never come across someone who's in, who's wants to talk to me or talk through me to someone in the audience who's sad. So therefore, I won't act sad. So I when I come on stage, I'll have a laugh. But I always start the show off by doing a questions and answers, a kind of an interview uh, start scenario, if you want to call it that. I will let the people of the audience interview me. I will let they, you know, they'll be handed microphones and they can ask me questions of any. I, I don't preordain the questions, and I don't, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of people saying to me, you've probably heard this before. I, yeah, I may well have heard it before, but not from you. So that's the way I look at it. Um, and people, just like your good self, asking me questions now, they will ask me, you know, how do you know there's a heaven? How do you know these people have crossed over? How do you know da 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 da? And, and we refer to that as being, uh, um, as co we call it evidence. Now, evidence of our friends and family who have crossed over are not necessarily the big billboard evidence things, you know, the big things where they turn up and they speak all reverent and that kind of thing, because I've never had that, okay? Um, but the little things like, for an example, um, they may say to say, Al, uh, we saw you drop the teaspoon in between the two chairs this morning. And you were like, are you kidding me? I've come all this way to talk to you and you're telling me that? And I'll say to you, that's one of the biggest messages you can ever get. And you'll look at me going, a teaspoon? And, and I'll go, yes, what, you're, you're, not, you're looking past the, you're not looking through the concept, you're looking at the concept. Looking through the concept means I was standing beside you when you did that. Right. That's the message. The message is, I am here. I'm very much a part of your life. I saw you do that. That's a huge message, rather than you going oh, a teaspoon. You know, I remember one night um, being on a stage somewhere. I think it was in the, in the middle in the middle of the UK, and this this message came up, and I just kept seeing these cabbages all around me, and I'm thinking, you're kidding me, right? I've come all this way, and you want me to talk about cabbages? Um, so I just wherever I was drawn in the audience, I said to this guy, I said, why am I surrounded by cabbages? The guy started howling with laughter. He said, you've got my dad. And, and if I hadn't have told him what I'm seeing, and I just mentioned the word cabbage, he would never have made that connection. So the idea is I, I go on stage, I never, never lie. If I went on stage, Al, and I didn't have any connections of any kind to anybody, I wouldn't lie. I would just say, listen, I'm not making any connections right now. Let's talk about the idea. Okay, let's talk about what you want to know about mediumship, about spirit, about spirituality, about ghosts, and, we, and I'll go through all of the concept. And usually when I start doing that, bang, click, 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 in comes all of the energies, and I'll be, I'll be drawn across to someone somewhere in the audience, and um, and I will start just delivering a message. John Edward, you, you, you guys have got a great medium in your country called John Edward, yes. um, yeah. crossing over John Edward. John Edward taught me, he said, hey, Paul, you're the, you're the, the mailman. Deliver the mail. Don't read it. And I, that was one thing that I learned from him, big style. And um, I then just get up and I become the mailman and I just deliver the mail to the people in the audience. Uh, but I do it with fun, with laughter, a little love, and there's a few tears, but tears are a good thing. Tears are the release of the anger, the release of the tension, the release of the stress. And usually when we get past the tears, we're able to get on and live. Right, right. And so you don't, you never come across any of the... Uh you were saying um, negative. So, you, what's your thought on uh, demons? I have to get into that then. Sure. Um, yeah. um, well, my 
dealings with right you see it's i i think there's a lot of perspective involved here um in 20 odd years i've only came across what i would refer to as a true negative energy once literally once um i have come across energies who are not happy okay i always i use this scenario when i'm um working whether it be on stage or wherever whatever medium i'm working through i will say i'll i'll give you one word alan i'll i'll give you the word poltergeist when i say the word poltergeist to you what do you think I think of the movie, actually. <laughs> right? That's the very, and, and usually that's drawn to, and that's probably part of one of my points that I'm about to share with you. So, what's your second concept, poltergeist? Um, apart from the movie. Apart from the movie. Uh, uh, well, I'm thinking more, um, more negatively. Um, mm. Something more. Um, um, Evil. Evil. Something, yeah. Something that sure. moved, Something in the house. Something that's. Yeah, uh, perhaps. wrecking, you know, the sl slamming things about, slamming doors, yeah. breaking pots, breaking glasses, pulling chairs, pulling hair, pulling people from their beds, okay, and poltergeist, okay? So let me just educate everybody. Poltergeist is actually German word. Well, actually, it's, German, it's two German words. It's polter and geist. Polter means unsettled. Geist meaning ghost or spirit. Unsettled ghost of spirit. Okay, let me throw you into another concept here. Um, imagine uh, I've come around your house, Al, and we're sitting and we have maybe eight or ten friends. Okay, and we're all having a chat. And, and we're all talking, we're having a good time, and we're having some coffee or some wine. And we're all talking, but nobody's talking to you. And then we start talking about you. And obviously, things like I was on Al's show. Yeah, he was great fun. He's a great interviewer, a lovely guy. I loved his voice. And, we're and then still, no one's talking to you. And you're trying to interact with the the, um, the conversations, but nobody's responding, and nobody. And it looks like people's ignoring you. Sooner or later, you're going to get a little hacked off, right? Mm. Unsettled. Right. Poltergeist. Now, the reason, like the word poltergeist and the Ouija board. Uh, the, when I say Ouija board to people, the very first thing they think of is evil right. for some reason. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, and let me retract that. Everybody say, thinks the word evil, and I went for some reason. That's wrong because when I first became across Ouija boards, I went, "Oh my gosh, I'm not getting involved with those evil." Until I was trained and taught, and um, the only reason that the Ouija board has the um, the label of evil is because of the movie um, The Exorcist. Um, before the movie The Exorcist came out, Ouija boards were as common as a kettle in your home. In fact, Victoria, England, you were looked upon as being a little bit weird if you didn't have one in your house. Okay, they were very, very common. They weren't evil. Um, and I'm going to educate all your listeners right now. Ouija boards, and I'm sure people are going, oh my gosh, he's talking to evil now. No, think about this for a second. And this is how I was taught. I'm going to, you know, everybody's... Uh, has got a fair level of education. So I, uh, my teacher, the teacher who taught me about a Ouija board, was, first of all, first and foremost, it's nothing more than a tool. That's it. End of. No different than um, tarot cards or anything else of that nature. Okay? And he said, right, okay, you think the Ouija board is, is evil? And I was like, well, you know, it's not, it can't be good. And I said, right, he said, right, okay, what, what's evil about it? And I said, well, you know, and, and I couldn't give him an answer, to be honest. And he said to me, right, Pick up any magazine in this room. And I went, okay. So I picked up the first magazine I saw. And he said, right, I want you to find the letter A in the magazine. So I looked and I went, there you go. And he went right through the, right through from A to Z. 
And he said, can you find the numbers one to ten? I went, yeah, there you go. He said, can you find the word yes and no? I went, yeah, there you go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. He said, can you find the word hello and goodbye? I went, yeah. He said, so basically, that magazine, your hand's evil, right? And I was like, well, no. He said, well, according to you, or your thought pattern, it's evil because that's what's on this board. It's a piece of wood with these words and numbers written on it. And I thought, you know what? That's right. That's actually right. He's right. It's a piece of wood with hello, goodbye, yes, no, uh, one to ten, and A to Z. That's it. Okay, so you literally could set a magazine down, put a little counter on it, or a glass, or whatever, and the magazine then could become the Ouija board. No different to having a specifically designed Ouija board. So I got past my prejudice that way, and then realized that it was media that had created the concept of evil around these things, okay? Um, and it's also, we have a big show over here in the UK. I don't know if you have it in America or not, uh, called Most Haunted. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I, I know Kieran O'Keefe quite well. Oh, you know Kieran? Good. Yeah, yeah. 
um, tell Kieran the next time you see him when he wants a proper medium to give me a call. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that being said, a good friend of ours sadly passed uh, last week, Colin, Colin oh, Fry. Yeah, um, yeah. So we, we send him, uh, him and his family our wishes and our love. Um, but... You know, the, the whole concept, when, when people talk to me, isn't that a rubbish show? And I no, it's not a rubbish show because two things. One is it's now opened the minds and, uh, to, of all of the people in the UK and around the world to the concept of ghosts, okay? Number two, it's now made the whole concept of ghosts and spirits a little bit more digestible to the average person, okay? And number three, I say to people, okay, if we're sitting in a room and there's a medium there and he has five, six people around him and he does a reading for each person in the room, how many times could you watch that show? Literally, how many times? And people would be like, you know, well, you know, three, four, exactly. So the show has to change. They have to make it move. They have to add things to it. And on the odd occasion, yes. They do have to maybe bend the rules slightly to make it that much more watchable. Okay, there has to be the screams. There has to be things being knocked over. There has to be, you know, these sounds that are no more spirit than, you know, a brick. But it keeps you locked into that show. And then you go and tell, oh, my gosh, did you see this happening? And then they'll tell their friends, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you have an audience. Um, So can we really knock that? You know, it's like the news. I say to people, the other concept is the news. All right. You know. Why do we always get the negative news first and the positive news last? Why is it not the positive news first and the negative news last? Hmm. It's just what sells. It's what people want to see. What sells. Exactly. It's what sells and what people want to see. Um, People get the negative news. And do you know what? Nine times out of ten, people watch the news all the way through because they know at the end of it there's something good coming. Yeah. So, and that's why um, we have these shows. And Kieran keeps a great guy. He's he's very down to earth. He's very. Um, he I mean, he probably won't remember me, but I have met him. <laughs> um, I worked with Derek um, on Living TV okay. and uh, Derek Akoria. Um, we had to have, and uh, not he and I didn't have words, um, but a lot of mediums in the UK, and he had words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when he was getting possessed every five seconds, and yeah. we were like, "You're making us look stupid. Stop doing that." Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. And people were going, do you, do you get possessed like Derek? No, that's not real. Please believe me, that's not real. Yeah. So, But Derek is in his own right. He's a great medium. He's a fantastic psychic. He had a show called The Antiques Ghost Show. I tell everybody, watch that. It's brilliant. You know, um, but anyway, yeah. say that. <laughs> that's good. Well, yeah, that's how it goes, you know. Uh, TV always sort of has to do that. You know, it's entertainment. Yeah. I love radio because it's the theater of the mind. Right. That's what I love radio because you're, you, you know, yourself and and I do with my show, we send out the thoughts. People put the pictures into into play in their minds. Right. Uh, I love theater of the mind. Yeah. It Um, works the mind. Yeah. It works the mind, but it's it's that much more interactive as well. I mean, to put on an interactive TV show, it has, it's very costly. You know, so that's it's rare, but um, you know, people can like can interact with you and I here tonight, immediately, instantaneously. Whereas it can't happen on TV, right? Unless it's, you know it's a live show being filmed, live broadcast, or you know, <clears throat> excuse me, there's an audience there where you can interact with the audience. 
the show that I have planned, uh, um, Reach Across, will be a um, more of a talk show rather than a, an, another psychic show. Um, I loved John Edwards crossing over. Loved it. Great mm. show. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to take John Edwards crossing over and enhance it slightly. Not take away from it because John, in my personal opinion, John is the best medium on the planet, bar none. Um, and uh, you know he he's done so much for the for mediums all over the globe, and my hats off to the gentleman. He's a brilliant guy. Um, but I wanted to take it a little bit further, just a smidge further. So um, with regards to reach across, um, the idea being is it's more of a talk show. So I will open the show as normal, and we'll you know we'll talk about various bits and pieces. Then I'll have a guest. And that guest each week will be a specialist in a specific field. Um, and let's talk about, say, for example, spirit painting, okay? Because uh, there's a good friend of mine called Patrick Campbell, and he's just amazing what he does when he's linked into spirit. And so the crew would then go out with Patrick for a day and work with him and see him working and film it. And obviously for TV purposes, that has to be condensed down to like a minute, two minutes, whatever, three minutes. Um, then that would be shown to the audience. Then Patrick will appear on stage with me. We'll talk. We'll interact with the audience. The audience will interact with him. You know, there'll be questions back and forth. He'll probably do a painting, that kind of thing. And then um, the show will finish off with me doing actual reads for the audience. So the show will move constantly rather than just seeing somebody being read constantly. Um, and then the idea being that each week we'll have a different specialist in a specific field who then can open the audiences up to different concepts of the whole world of spirit rather than just mediumship. Wow. That sounds great. Well, Thank you. When have you got that plan to, uh, to come it's, out? It, it's, um, uh, I'm, sh I'm sure you understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, the planning and the organization and the legalities of all of this stuff is just so, oh. Oh, it's like trying to walk through mud. Yeah. But hey, we're not going to get. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to. We'll get there. Oh, it'll okay. be there. And the idea for it to be is to be filmed toward the end of this year. Fantastic, that'll be Thank good. You. No, that's good. It's nice. It's something um, something fresh. Yeah. And um, well, we put it to uh, to Living TV. They said, "Great, we like that idea." So we're we, they've given us a go ahead to shoot uh, what we refer to as pilot shows. Um, so we're going to shoot three pilot shows and bring it to them. And what they'll do is with their own directors and they'll turn around and go, well, we like this idea, but how about we do this? How about we do that? That kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and you know, well, yeah. that's okay. That's the, they're professionals in their field. You know, they're not living TV for no reason. So they'll um, turn around and say, well, how about we do this? How about we do that? Um, I'm, I'll either go, yeah, that's a great idea, or no, I don't want to do that because of these reasons. And, you know, mm -hmm. the, I'm sure the end result will be a quality show that's the idea yeah oh yeah yeah as long as they don't uh change your hairstyle too much and <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay well if they can get rid of the gray i'm quite happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know what they could do that that's it <laughs> that's it and, and and so uh you're also uh now you're releasing a book um yeah my next book is is, is due for release in october yeah okay um maybe tell us a little bit about what what sure. that is Sure. Um, it's called The Power Within. Um, this book has been specifically designed for digital. Um, it's the first book I've written purely for digital release. Um, the reason that was is it's, uh, it's a faster medium to be able to get to people. People are, are these days are using various tablets of you know, the design and they can download the book instantaneously. 
But I wanted to take that concept a little bit further, and I've added in um, three meditations. So there'll be pages you get to in this book that there'll be a meditation. You just click, and you'll hear me bringing you into a meditation. Um, the book is called The Power Within. One of the, the big concepts that I learned through all of my work, um, from the beginnings of a psychic to a psychic medium to what I do now to you know um, uh, life coaching and all that kind of thing, was was to get people's power back to them. When you lose a loved one, a grandparent, a parent, a husband, wife, brother, sister, and the worst one for parents, when they lose children, they lose their power, they lose their energy, they lose their desire, their want, their need to move forward. So my book, The Power Within, was is to bring you back to that energy. Um, so you're able to tap into that power that you already have. It's all yours. And release it so that you can clear your mind of negative thoughts, clear your mind of, of worry and pain, and look outside the window and see that life is really there and it belongs to you. Um, I, I'm, I too, am a cancer patient. I didn't share that with you earlier. I had cancer three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was, very, it, it was a bad cancer. I'm here to talk about it. That's more important. Um, and I realized that what I teach people these days is to not waste a single second of their lives. Don't, don't waste your time. Don't waste it at all. Don't wait for something, um, some atrocity to happen to you before you realize, wake up and get on with living. That's, that's, the book is all based around that concept. It's also based on the concept of retraining people's minds. Um, we as humans all instantaneously gravitate to the negative. We instantaneously gravitate to the negative. Um, even if we're given something good, even if, if something great comes along our way, we then think, ah, oh, right, okay, that's good, so there must be something bad coming along behind it. Um, and people don't understand when you're being given something good, enjoy it. Get on there and enjoy it and, and have a good time with it. Um, I te- teach people through the book to retrain your mind to thinking positively, thinking about the good stuff and thinking about how good your world really is against what you think you've lost. Because we always focus our minds on what we've lost and what had, what had gone, what we don't have, instead of what we have done, what we've achieved and what we've got. Those are better. Those are stronger, more powerful energies. Good will always overpower bad, always. So I just train people to think that way again. I also noticed that um, listening to your show, radio show, um, yeah. that seemed to be what your your focus was. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what you do on your show as well. Yeah, I, um, well, one of my, you can, when you listen to Spirit Quest Radio, you, it's, it's based primarily on music. That's the, it's like 70% music with 30% work. Now, the reason I designed it that way was, Music instantaneously brings people to an emotional level, instantaneously. Right. So um, when you play a, a song of any kind, they're, they're transported to, oh, wow, do you remember? And when that music it plays in, it, you know, 95% of the time it takes you to, oh, wow, I was having a great time. I met my first love then or whatever that, you know, whatever it brings you to. Um, but it transports you there almost instantaneously. Now, there, w- there is going to be a certain amount of songs that will bring you to a maybe a negative scenario. 
where it was a heartache or a heartbreak or the loss of someone and this is the song that they played at their funeral, that kind of thing. But that's, that isn't a very, very low concept. So the whole idea was to bring the music in and lift, lift people's spirits that way and then continue to lift them and, and lift them higher and then open the, again, you notice it's, uh, um, we, we, I just react to people asking me questions um, and we do readings on the show and um, we, we interact as, as often and as much as possible so the show flows really, I can't believe, you know, when I'm on there, three hours just rockets past. It just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always coming to the end of the show going, well, you know, we're at the end of the show now. And people go, no, 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 no. But I've been sitting there for three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they don't, they don't realize it. Wow. It's, um, mm. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then now you're doing a tour here in October, November, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm going back home. I'm going back to Ireland. Oh. Um, I'm, we're, it's called the Coming Home Tour. And, um, I, I can't wait. I really, really can't wait. We're going to be doing, I think it's four or five shows. They're, the first one's in Dublin. The second one is in Cork. The third one is in Newry, where, where my mom grew up and where I lived for a short time. The fourth one is, um, I can't remember, it was supposed to be Belfast or somewhere around that area. And the fifth one is my hometown of Armagh. And so those dates and times, places are going to be all um, up very soon. So we're trying to do the tour in and around the release of the book. So it's all kind of like, you know, it's kind of complementary to each other. So I'll talk about the power within on the stage as well as do the work, you know. So mm-hmm. it'll help people as much as possible. My whole idea is to lift people up out of the mire, out of the negativity, and point them. Uh, one of the little things that I tell everybody, Al, is l- think about this on a logical basis. When you're standing there and you're looking at the ground, for every second you're spent focusing on the ground, you're missing the second of sunshine. Mm. And why do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So true. How do you feel about Ireland now and going home? Like, you must have seen a lot of changes over your time. Yeah. Um, You think it's good? Yeah. Do you think it's going in the in a good direction? Are you are you yeah, I know. Thing about, well, the funny thing about it is, um, I mean, I, I, I love home. I, I still refer to Ireland as home, right. even though I live here. I've lived here in Cornwall longer than I lived in Ireland. Now, uh, in, in, in the essence of time, over you know, 51 years, I've lived here 28 years than, than I lived in Ireland. But I still refer to Ireland as home. So, um, yeah, I, went, I, I go home semi-regularly. Um, it's not the same place. It's not the place I grew up. But then again, that's going to be the same for every everywhere around the planet. You know, um, I couldn't. I, I only realized recently, and I, I started laughing when I when I was told this, that Ireland is the mecca for technology. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, because when I grew up in Ireland, we still had horse and carts. You know, <laughs> um, and and I'm now being shown uh, that Dublin and in the area is actually the mecca for um, technology in in Europe. And I was like, wow, okay. So when I flew over there last time at Dublin Airport, I just didn't recognize it. I was like flying into a city. Mm. Um, and I was able to get from Dublin Airport to Armagh, where I live, inside of two hours. That was unheard of, you know. It took you the best part of a day to get from one end of Ireland to the other when I was a kid. And now you can do it in two hours. Mm. So 
although convenience is great for people who live in Ireland, for those of us who go home, it's it's kind of ripped some of the heart out of Ireland. So I want to go home. I want to do a tour with all of the people over there and get to meet the people again and, and show them that, you know what, the whole world, well, show everybody, not just the people of Ireland, that the whole world is made up of people, okay? And each one of these people are one being, and one being will all go back to the same place. So get on and live, and leave all the rest of the rubbish alone. Yeah, yeah, look forward. Yeah, get on and live. Every single person on this planet, uh, we will come into this world the same way, and we'll leave this world the same way. Surely we should start from that concept, surely, really, right. and and move forward. I'm I'm a, I'm a very big, um, uh, a big sort of advocate towards looking at life in a fair and honest way. Um, I really, really have a, a big go at, um, especially you know, the, being a cancer patient and seeing the price of medicines for cancers. I can't understand how governments and uh, pharmaceutical companies can charge for this, uh, you know, wait till one of their family members have um, the illness and then turn it around and say, well, well, well you want to charge, you know, $15,000 for a course of medicines when you it didn't, you know, okay, it, it costs to produce in the first place. I completely understand that, completely understand that. But surely the, the, the drive for mankind to work forward as a, a race is far more than trying to fill your bank account. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so it's a constant I'm a big, fight, you know. Yeah, I'm a big advocate of that, um, and I, I work hard to to bring fairness and understanding to as many people as I possibly can, and just say, come on, you know. One of the, one of the things that I coined, and I don't mean this as an oh you can't say this. One of the things that I teach people is I I have a thing called I refer to as the Christmas effect. Now a lot, there are a lot of people out there who don't believe in Christmas. That's that's cool. I don't mind. But what I say to people is, um, you know, on, on Christmas morning, um, which do you prefer? Do you prefer opening a gift that someone has given to you? Or do you prefer watching someone open a gift that you've given? And usually they're all, it's like, oh, wow, I prefer watching the gift. So when you see that, pe- that person's eyes light up, um, it doesn't have to be Christmas, by the way. It could be a birthday. You know, it could be any, you know, a wedding. It can be whatever, bar mitzvah. But once they open the gift and their eyes light up, how do you feel? You feel elated and warm and loving. And I call it the Christmas effect. And I say, well, why do you have to wait to Christmas to have that? Why can't we do that every day? And we can do that every day by one single act of random kindness. One single act. And it doesn't have to be a gift. It doesn't have to be a Porsche. It doesn't have to be, you know, a string of diamonds, a watch. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It can be quite simply opening the door for someone. Say, here you go. And you watch their face, and they'll, their face will light up, and you'll feel good. They'll feel great. And guess what they'll do? They'll go and do it for somebody else. And you're driving along in your car. You slow down let someone else pull out in front of you. They give you a big hands up, wave to you, say thank you. They're feeling great. You're feeling great. And guess what? They'll do that for somebody else. Yeah. And that... That drop in that ocean, that drop of that that little drop into that pond, that ripple will go all the way out. And guess what? You created that positive ripple. How much of a good day are you gonna have? Mm. You're gonna have a great day. That's all part of the power within, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it just you know, and then it's true. It seems to, but it seems so much harder for people than to be negative, cut the person off in the car. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it just um, it's and, and and that passes on just the same as a good. Like so when you do something bad to someone, you 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 kind of it, it keeps going, you know. Yes, it does. It's not. Um, it, it does. You 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 set a chain uh, a chain reaction in that way as well. You can chain. You can actually choose. Well, let me just preempt that again. You first and foremost. Let me get this out, and and everybody needs to get this in their head. And this is real. This is not made up. This is not you know, wiki spiritual stuff. This is real. Every single human being chooses their emotional state. So when people say to me, oh, he made me feel or she made me feel, I went, no, they didn't. They put a concept in front of you. You chose to put the emotion in place with it. That's, that's fact. End of. Yeah. You chose it. It's like me ringing you up tomorrow morning, Al, and say, hey, Al, um, good to talk to you last night. And you'll go, yeah, good to see you, Paul. And I'll say to you, Al, I'll tell you what I would like you to do today. I want you to feel bad all day. <laughs> I want you to feel terrible all day today. And you'll go, what? Just I, I I want you to do that. Just be feel. I want you to feel. You'll probably put the phone down on me. Okay. Yeah. If I turn, if I reverse that, and I say, Hey Al, do you know what? It was great talking to you. I loved your show. Thank you so much for giving me the time. You, you're a great guy. I. Do you know what? You deserve to feel brilliant all day today. I want you to feel fantastic. You're going to go. Yes, I will, because you choose that emotion. So when something happens to you, literally happens to you, take a second. Just go. Then think about the thing, okay? Does it need negative emotions? Will the negative emotions help you or help a situation? Or will the negative emotion actually inflame the situation? And we go into the concept of mansion at a molehill, yeah. literally, okay? Another thing that I teach people is, you know, you come home and you open up the phone bill for the house. And you look at it and you go, my God, $500. <laughs> and you went, ha, what? I'll tell you what, you start screaming, you shout, you bounce around, you start blaming people, because that's what we do as human beings. We look at the kids and, which one of you guys is on the phone? Which one of you guys one nine hundred or 1-800 numbers and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, when we finish creating all the negativity around the house and everybody hates you and your wife doesn't want to talk to you and she's not going to make dinner tonight and you're now standing there with this bill. Has the bill changed? No, exactly. There you go. But what have you done to the household? Yeah, you made everybody upset. Well, everybody hates you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't your fault in the first place. So you look at the bill and you think to yourself, hang on a second, $500? Now, the phone company may have sent you the wrong bill. Did you think about that for a second? No. Let's look at the logical aspects first. And then we ring up the company and go, hey, guys, listen, this is $500. Why, why, why am I got this? They'll explain to you. Then you can say, hey, guys, do you know what? You guys have cost me $500 this month. What are we going to do about this? And they'll go, hey, Dad, sorry about that. Here, here's a couple of hundred dollars towards that. And you've handled a situation positively. One thing I'll also say to everybody in every occasion is what did you learn from that situation? Good or bad? Good or bad? You know, um, especially bad. What did you learn from that situation? What was it that came out of the situation that now en enhances your life, not makes it negative? So look at whatever the concept was, whatever happened to you, what did you learn from that situation? And take what you learned forward. Mm. I agree totally. I live with the same sort of idea, and I actually promote the same sort of thing. Right. I, 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 can't always, um, I can't always seem to get people to jump on board. Um. <laughs> well, see, people are still uh, under the concept of hooky. 
they can still refer to it as hooky. You know, yeah. oh, yeah, all that positive mental attitude stuff. That's because their mind is trained negatively. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Their mind is... Okay. A, a very, very tiny, simple concept. Okay, I'm going to put this to you as, as, as a man-to-man. Okay. Right, you go out, um, you go out with uh, whomever you, you go out with, and you go and you have a beautiful meal in a beautiful restaurant. Beautiful meal, the food is phenomenal. You eat to the point you think, I cannot eat anymore. Okay, the, uh, the company is fantastic, the conversation is wonderful, the atmosphere of the restaurant is phenomenal. Okay, and you have a great night. Okay, you go home, you sit down in front of the TV, you switch on the TV, what's the first thing that happens? Well, it, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know, the first thing that happens. Uh... You, you, you got to eat. Your mind's going, I should be eating. I'm in front of the TV. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Pull up. I'm in front of the television, so therefore I should be eating. And all of the messages coming up on the TV are going, um, hot dogs, you know, cakes, uh, confectionery, um, as you say in America, candy. Yeah. Um, all, so your mind is going, da, 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 I should be eating. So you go, right, I need to go and get some food. So you get up and you walk into the kitchen, you make yourself a sandwich or whatever you get. But you've just had a beautiful meal. How could you be hungry? So in this, I take that concept and say, right, your mind is saying, whoa, all that stupid stuff, all that positive mental attitude, rubbish. Really? Okay, why? Why is it rubbish? Think about it. How can something positive be negative? How can it be? It's not. So you, that's where the power within comes back in to retrain people's minds. Not go, I'm going to look after you for the rest of your life. I will, it's an old saying, you've, you've heard this before, Alan. You teach, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. So what I do is teach you to fish again. Retrain your mind. Get your mind away from automatically going down the negative route into the positive route. And guess what? Once I've done that, um, I call, um, people say to me, you know, I want, I want you to train me to be a medium, or train me to be a psychic. I call it personal development. I don't call it psychic development. I call it personal development. Because when you develop as a person, you develop spiritually. And when you develop spiritually, you develop as a person. Um, so what I try to do with the, the power within was do both of those concepts at the same time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fantastic! I, no, actually, uh, <laughs> that left that left you a bit speechless. Oh, it? yeah, it always, things always do. <laughs> but you know, it's fantastic. Um, actually, we get very similar. I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you. I because you know, my mother died of cancer. I was right. a musician for a long time. Oh wow! There you go. Uh, so there you go, and here we are. <laughs> well, I, 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 you know, the more that people can. Re-acknowledge music. My father, my father doesn't acknowledge music of any kind. Uh, but I've never met a more miserable man in my life. Yes. Yeah. So I, I had the same dad. <laughs> <laughs> We're drawn together. It was um, a, uh, my my dad's <laughs> the funny thing. My father said to me. Um, my dad said to me. He rings me up and he's a little grumpy, you know, and he goes, "I'm here all by myself. Nobody comes to visit me." And I said to him, "Do you ever ask yourself why?" <laughs> And he goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? He's like, he speaks really, really fast. And I said, do you ever ask yourself why nobody comes to visit you? You know? And it's not just because uh, some of your sons are in different countries. You know, that's, not, that's, that's just, you know, logistics. Why people who are around you don't come and visit you? Ask yourself that question. It is harder to judge yourself 
than it is to judge other people. Bob Marley said, for every time you point a finger, there are three pointing at you. Okay? So if you put your hand up and you point your index finger out and your thumb tends to be on top, look at the bottom three fingers. They're pointing back at you. Mm. So it's harder to judge yourself. Um, now, uh, during my uh, seminars, I do a little um, exercise. I get people to get out two A4 sheets of paper. Okay? And they put them in front of them. And I say, on the left-hand page, write all of the things you dislike about yourself. Okay, And on the right-hand page, I say, all of the things that you like about yourself. And I say, go and fill those out. Write them down. And, and you know, you don't, don't judge yourself on what you think other people think of you. That's not, what we're, that's not what the exercise is about. It's what you think of you. What do you think that you don't like about you? Write it down. Okay, no matter what it is, overweight. Okay, write it down. I sweat too much. Write it down. Um, you know, I have a bit of a, I'm a bit of a grump in the morning. Write it down. And you, you're writing down the negative things. And then you, you, you find yourself graduate, you know, being graduated across to the, um, the, the positive side. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, I'll be giving people another page for the positives. Okay, so you're writing down all the stuff you do like and talk about yourself, and again, it's a, what you think about yourself, not what other people think of you. And you write these down constantly, constantly. And then I say to you, right, okay, and you look at how do you feel about the page on the left? Oh, okay, you know, well, I've, I've now managed to get that out of my system. Great, good move. What do you think of stuff on the right page? Oh, wow, isn't that cool? So, okay, okay, which page do you want? Oh, I want the right hand page, great. What, see the left hand page? Scrumple it up into a ball. Okay, and I'll come around with a basket or a bin, throw it in there. Okay, and we'll take it outside and we'll set fire to it. So it's gone. You can't revisit that page anymore. And you're only left with the positives. So every time you're not having a good day, look at that sheet of paper. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your iPad. Put it on your iPhone. Wherever you like. I don't care. As long as you look at it and you think, you know what? I am good. I am worthy. I am great. And I will have a good day. And you know what? Sooner or later, that will become habit. And you'll leave the negatives alone. Well, I might try that. But my, my, my left page is going to be a book. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be surprised, Al. You'll be surprised at how little you put on the left page. You'll be surprised. And, and I've done it. And I've gone all out. Really don't like this about myself. you know. And what you find you, you're writing is cosmetic rather than actual nuances about yourself you know i'm a grump in the morning i'm, I'm really kind of i carry uh, road rage you know things of that nature i'm not really good with this or i'm not really good but you realize that when you get down eight nine ten items you realize you're actually starting to cover stuff you've already written you think oh actually no that's part of that and and you work hard at, at getting out the negatives and you realize that you maybe get half a sheet literally half a sheet and you'll be done and your right-hand page will go on and on and on. And, you know, do that little exercise. Take it out into the garden and set fire to the negatives and let them go into the... What I say is let them go into the light and they'll be cleansed. Let them go. Okay? And uh, you'll be left with only the positives. So keep those positive pages and keep adding to those positive pages, you know. And uh, I'm kind. I'm gentle. I enjoy life. I enjoy people. I love children. I love animals. Blah, blah, blah. And just keep going. I love cakes. Oh, fine, right? I'll write it down. I love cakes. I'm a baker. I love to cook. I love to cook for other people. I love to see people eating the food I've done. Great, write it down. 
and then put it up on the fridge and look at the little things about yourself that you like and focus on those. One of the things that I, I, um, I'm an advocate of, you probably heard of this, is a thing called The Secret. Have you heard of The Secret? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I tell everybody on the planet, watch that. Watch The Secret, okay? And learn about you. Learn about yourself, okay? Learn of what you're, you're able to do, what your achievement levels are. Um, and by the way, there's nothing that can't be achieved. Nothing, okay? Um, learn about your, your own limitations. Once you've discovered your own limitations, you can then choose or choose not to get over those, okay? If you're happy about who you are, great, phenomenal, get in there. Well done, you. Teach that to all of your children. And the sooner we start passing that knowledge back, the sooner we'll get rid of famine, war, pestilence, worry, stress, heart attacks, cancers. As soon as we get that out of the way, the better. Now watch The Secret and you'll learn a lot about you. Well, we have gone out of time. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've yacked on for an hour and a quarter. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good. It's good, good, good. It's all good. <laughs> Now, now let's uh, let's do a little plug. So, how do we sure. how, and now? If someone wants to get a hold of you, they want yeah. to um, pass on some information or talk to you or whatever yeah. the case. How how do you suggest they do that? Well, the initial concept of how to, and the easiest way to get a hold of me is my website. That's the, that's the quickest way to do that, and it's quite simple: www.paulfrancis, which is all one word, paulfrancis.net. N-E-T. And Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S. So paulfrancis.net. And then all the contact numbers and everything will be in there. The other way, of course, is Facebook. Um, so you look up my name, Paul Francis. Um, psychic, medium, Paul Francis. And then you will also can learn, uh, contact me through the big um, chat room that we have called Spiritual Quest. So if you go into Spiritual Quest, um, it's got like nearly, I can't remember, 12,000 members, something like that. And in um, Spirit Quest Radio as well, so which is linked into you, you know, with ourselves on uh, Spreaker, and um, yeah, there's many many ways you can get a hold of me. Um, the good thing now is to get a hold of my manager Johanna um, as soon as possible because she's now starting to work on the tours for 2016. <laughs> so, if you would like to have the tour coming to your part of the world, then have a chat with her. Um, we're linking in with Bobby Brown, and um, so the tour there, there will be a tour in America. It will happen. So she's currently looking and focusing on Australia at the moment. So we'll see how that all works out. Yeah, go down under. <laughs> I have to, you know what? And and I I love everybody. I've never had a massive desire to go down under, but she said we're going to Australia. Uh, so I go, yeah, okay. You know, just tell me when. You know, <laughs> so. Um, I can then get on and, and see the concepts of being in the air for 26 hours just gives me another option of um, getting on and writing some more books. So. Yeah. yeah, I know it's a long trip. <laughs> just brutal, yeah. brutal trip. But, oh, gosh. You know, yeah. uh, but, you know, it'll, it's all good for you. It is good. I, I, if, if I can meet up with people like you, I'll, I'm, I, it makes my day. It makes, uh, you know, I'm a happy man today. Um, especially <laughs> how how many things we got in common which is untrue you know we had the same dad it sure sounds like it to me but uh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> well maybe they were brothers 
Well, yeah, hey, you never know. You've heard of the old concept, six degrees of separation? Yeah, oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Well, it's short, you know. <laughs> Small world. Well, thank you. Thank you well, so thank much you. for inviting me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, fantastic. I'm, I'm glad to have you. Oh, you're a gentleman. Maybe we can return a favor you come on Spirit Quest. Oh, sure. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that. I'll get on to Johanna right after the show. I'll say, hey, listen, get a hold of Al. Get him on the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> There you have it. I'm ready. (laughs) Don't miss our next episode, Fuels Rush In, or the Star-Spangled Boner. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. My micro-mechanism thanks you. My computer tapes thank you. And I thank you. This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. Turn it off! Turn it off! I can't believe I ate that whole thing. You ate it, Ralph. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. No, Ralph, I ate it. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. I hate you, Alka-Seltzer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.